Ashley Brock reading Diane Palmer's book, Renegade, Chapter 8. <laughs> Next thing Cash knew, Rory was shaking him. Come on, Cash, she's awake. She's goofy because they're giving her stuff for pain, but she's got her eyes open. Gosh, she looks awful. Cash, dark eyes slid open. He blinked as his gaze centered on the smiling boy. She's awake. <laughs> he parroted it, Rory not. I only just woke up. It's almost 11 in the morning. Come on. Cash got to his feet slowly. Winston, as he stood up. I'm getting too old for that kind of work. Before <laughs> he studied the tall man quietly. You went and got her, didn't you? Cash nodded. I called in a marker. One of my buddies came along, but you don't know that. <laughs> he added firmly. Rory nodded. Thanks. <clears throat> Cash parted his eyes from the gratitude. He still felt responsible for what had happened to Tippy. He dreaded facing her. When he walked into the room with Rory, prepared for anything, Tippy was barely conscious. Her face hurt. Her body hurt. She was aware of lacerations that seemed to cover most of her. There was a tube in her arm. She was getting oxygen through tubes in her nose. Her ribs hurt. But when she saw Cash and Rory standing beside the bed, she wasn't certain she was really seeing them. She'd been having a dream. Cash was kissing her and whispering that she had to hold on. She had to live. She knew it had been a dream. Because Cash hated her. Her mind went back to her last terrible memory of Sam Stanton standing over her with a bottle, screaming, swearing at the top of his lungs that she's double-crossed him, and she wouldn't live to brag about it. She could still feel the impact of the bottle on her back and shoulders, on her ribcage, where it felt bruised. She put up her hands to shield her face as he blindly swung it at her. Something that hit her in the head, and she started to fall just as Sam threw the bottle, and it shattered on the concrete floor. Her face felt swollen and painful and tight, but the cuts didn't feel very deep. Perhaps she'd fallen in the broken glass. That was how her face got cut. Now she seemed to be alive, but she could hardly get even a swallow breath of air. She knew Roy and Cash was there, but she could barely hear them. Cash paused by the bed, caught his breath audible at what he saw. Her poor face had cuts that had been cleaned up in man medicine. There was no stitches in them. He knew from his own experience that cuts weren't sutured unless they were dangerous cuts. He thanked God that hers, hers were superficial. They would take months to heal completely, but they were obviously shallow and unlikely to leave permanent scars. Her lung was the biggest danger. If it hemorrhaged, she could die. There were cuts on one of her arms, the one the IV wasn't in. That one did have stitches. He didn't know that she'd had contusions from the way the medics had raised her head instead of lowering it when they arrived on the scene. But she was still breathing. She could get immediate help if she needed it, thank God. Rory rocked right to the bed and held her sister's hand without flinching. You're gonna be fine, sis, just fine. Sure I am, she said her voice was groggy from drugs. My head hurts so much, she moaned. I've been sick twice already, and my side hurts. She lifted her eyes and looked past him at Cash. She didn't react at all. She just looked at him. Do you need anything? He asked quietly. She took a shaky breath and lowered her eyes to her hands. I need you to take Rory back to the apartment. Have him bring my insurance card here, if you don't mind, she said grimly. The doctor, who many of you just got through doing rounds, says I've got... Badly bruised ribs and mild concussion. I have to stay in the hospital for at least three days to make sure I don't develop pneumonia from the ribs. They got me on antibiotics just in case. The concussion was mild and the CAT scan didn't show any damage, at least not anything that worried them. The cuts weren't very deep, thank goodness. He thinks he'll heal perfectly without any plastic surgery, but it would take several months for them to heal completely. After that, we'll see if they think... They'll see if they think I need it. <laughs> Cash's face was like rock. 
Why did Stanton do this to you? He asked. She moved and grimaced as the movement hurt her ribs. It was hard to breathe, hard to talk to. He was angry because he couldn't get in touch with anybody who was willing to pay ransom for me, she said heavily. He said he'd make sure I never worked again, but it was too high to realize that he wasn't hidden hard enough to kill. He slammed the bottle down on the warehouse floor just before I fell. I expect he was planning to cut me some more on the with the bottleneck. He <laughs> was standing over you with it, Cashwell. Well, thank but I think falling into broken glass is what gave you those cuts. <laughs> she laughed coldly. They won't heal overnight, regardless of how I got them. Won't be for working for a few months. Joe Harper may have to replace me in the film. She didn't add that she was going to be destitute if that happened. All you need to worry about is getting through this. Cash order quietly. I'll take care of everything else. Including Rory. Thanks, she said tauntingly. I know you hate having to depend on anyone, Cashflat. So would I, in your place. But you'll have enough to do just letting the damage heal. Now I know what they mean. Now I know what they mean by cut and paste. <laughs> what else do you need from the apartment, Cashflat? Besides my insurance card, my gowns and robe, some underclothes in my bedroom, shoes. She said, Rory will know which ones. Some loose change for the snack machine and something to read. Still wasn't looking at him. Moved closer to the bed, noticing how tense, how she tense out his pressure. Rory, could you give us a minute? He asked the boy. But before Rory could answer him, Tippy's eyes went to Cash's face. There's no motion in him. There's no need for him to leave, she said. You and I have nothing to say to each other, Cash. Nothing at all. He let out a harsh breath. If you'll just bring my things, I'll be grateful, she said. Rory, the policeman who was in here said that one of the men got away. He can't possibly stay here in the hospital with me, and he can't stay at the apartment or with Dawn. Shadow Withers started dark. Without putting his family in jeopardy, I'm sorry you'll miss the rest of spring break, but you need, really need to go back to school so the commandant can keep you safe. Cash, would you talk to the commandant and explain what's going on? Of course, he said. He turned away. She's right. You're safe in Maryland. You won't be here. Rory grimace. I don't want to go. He said she caught us standing all the time. I know. All we have is each other. She managed to show. But I'm going to be all right. I promise. I won't give up. Okay? He's on hard. Okay. Summer isn't so far away. She reminded him with a weak smile. Her face, once so beautiful, was a mask. We'll do something special for vacation this, this year. We can go to the Bahamas. He suggested she nodded. We can go to the Bahamas, he suggested you not. We'll see. Go with cash and get my stuff. You can pack yours at the same time. You'll need to phone the airport and get a ticket. My credit card was maxed out, but I'll write a check to cash to reimburse you. I'll take care of all that, cash. You don't need to pay me back. She wanted to argue, but she couldn't. She was momentarily hopeless. She grimaced. What's wrong? Cash asked perceptively. Bruce rip, she said. It still hurts when I move. Cash eyes blazing. He was sorry he hadn't named the kill the kill the man instead of just shooting him in the leg. Go on, Tippy said. I want to try to sleep for a little while. Thanks, Cash. She had a quietly. He felt two inches high. It hurt him to look at her. He hadn't hung up on her. 
Come on, Roy said, tugging Cash's hand. He gave in to the boy's per persuasion and followed him out the room. He didn't look back at her too much. Tippy's apartment was a mess. The federal agents and officers were looking around for any hint of an intruder's presence. Cash and Roy spent quite a while replacing and repacking her things. While they were about it, they packed Roy. I know you don't want to go, Cash said quietly, but I can't take care of you and Tippy at the same time. She won't let you take care of her, he commented as he put a shirt in his suitcase. She's going to have to. There isn't anyone else, he said matterfully. I'll get her through the next few days. Then I'm taking her home to Texas with me. She won't go. He said, yes, she will. I know she hates me. I don't blame her. But she's got nowhere else to go. She can't stay by herself. You're chief of police for everyone. If she stays with you, I've already thought about that, Cash. I'm going to have a nurse stay with her day and night while she's there. So there won't be any gossip. Very slowly packed another shirt. Look, as soon as school's out. Look, as soon as school's out, you can come out too, he said. You can stay with me too. Rory looked at him. I could? He asked us. Cash, mom. You'll have to do your share of the housework, though. He had. Tippy won't be able to do anything. Strenuous for at least six weeks, which means I'll be doing all of it until you show up. I hate vacuum cleaners. I'm on my third one this month. Rory's eyes widened. Why? Cash looked uncomfortable. The hoses get tangled. The cords get caught under the hose. They're like elephants. You have to drag them around by the trunk. Before he laughed. It's the first time since the ordeal. The kidnappers had happened. You can laugh now, Cash said. Wait until you're, you're tangled up in ten feet of hose. And the cord wraps around your ankles. And then it trips you. That's why the last one got retired suddenly. Besides, no. I should have shot the damn thing instead of just stomping on it. I like vacuum cleaners, said. I don't mind vacuuming. Great. Consider that part of the housework. <laughs> I can cook, too, Rory said surprisingly. I'm really good at barbecue. I make my own sauce. <laughs> Cash smiled. I'll let you try it out on me. Rory smiled back. Thanks, Cash, for everything. Cash sat down on the bed, folded his hands between his knees. You're no kid, Rory, said Tommy. You're mature for your age, so I can tell you this. I made a, most, a terrible mistake with Tippy. I wasn't ready for a long-term relationship. But I gave in to temptation without thinking things through. Because you know already, that was my child she lost. Rory nodded. She really wanted it. Cash followed hard. Give me the boy's eyes. I would have wanted it too, if I'd known. She said you told her. There was no future for the both of you, Roy said. She said you kept the, she'd keep the baby and raise it just the same. She was buying baby clothes and stuff. When she fell on the job, he winced. He winced. She just went all quiet and started drinking really hard afterward. It was all in the papers, too. That just made it worse. He, he looked. can't let her drink. Her doctor said both of us have a tendency to become alcoholics on account of her mother. She doesn't need to be drinking. Thanks for telling me. I know about the dangers of alcohol. I won't let her go on that path. Roy turned along. Thanks. It was worrying me. She was going to be alright, I promise. Roy nodded. Okay, you call me once in a while and tell me how she's doing. I'll phone you every day. And she'll call you too. 
The repercussions gonna be bad, isn't it, the boy? Yes, casually. But she's got grit. She'll get over this and bounce back. Somebody needs to try to call Joe Harper Rosa. I'll drag him down, casual. Everything's gonna be alright. Rory turned away, his tears dug his eye. It's been a hard couple of days, he said gruffly. Cashed it up and put both hands on the boy's shoulder. Life was like an obstacle course, he said. You get through the challenges, and you get rewarded every time. Rory turned around. That's what Tippy always says. Casual. We're both right, you'll see. He thought about hugging the boy to comfort him, but he wasn't used to touching people. He had the impression that Rory wasn't used to it either. Clearing his throat abruptly, he turned back to the suitcase. Now let's get packing. Rory was grateful that the old man hadn't offered him comfort. He was able to control the tears. He forced a grin. You bet. Tippy was still groggy that evening, but her mind had stayed, started working again. Drugs were keeping the pain down, and they'd given her something for nausea. She wasn't thinking clearly, but she was better than she'd been earlier in the day. It was torture to see Cassie in her room. She remembered too well his harsh words. It was refusal to listen to her. She remembered her terror when she knew, Rory, knew that Rory was missing. She could still hear Sam's voice on the phone as he made his final ransom demand. Tippy offered to trade herself for the boy. Once the kidnappers let Rory go and they released, realizing they weren't going to get any ransom. She recalled the pain and terror when Sam turned to her menacingly. She said she'd pay now. Door opened and she looked up, frightened memories. But at once, to the back of her mind, either Cash had brought insurance card and clothes, and she'd say goodbye to her for Rory. Cash had taken him to the airport to put him on a plane for an airplane. She lost track of time when he'd been away. I came back early, but you were asleep. Earlier, but you've been asleep, and I didn't want to wake you. He said, "Well, I've been in the cafeteria. I've been asleep for a long time." She said, "I feel a little better." Good. I just talked to the commandant. Cash said, as he neared the bed, he picked Rory up at the airport and drove him back to school. But they won't let anyone take him out except you or me. He's gonna be safe. She let a long breath. Thank God. They didn't hurt him. I was afraid of what Sam might do. You, your, you traded yourself for him. His breath was on. He could have killed you. It wouldn't have mattered. As long as Rory was safe. Cash slid his hands into his pockets. Stared at her with his lips compressed. While he fought back rage at his own adequacy. She won't meet his eyes. You know you can't stay alone, don't you? Not with that other lunatic on the loose. Satin is sure to have told him where he lived. She swallowed hard. I can get a room in a hotel somewhere. I'm taking you back to Jokersville with me. No, she said harshly. Not after what's been in the tabloids. I'm going to have a living nurse until you're back on your feet. He continued as if she had spoken. There won't be any gossip. You would do that? She asked surprised. You know, Rory pointed out that you couldn't stay alone with me. He said tongue-in-cheek. I'm the police chief. We have to think about my reputation. Obviously, we don't have to worry about mine. She said drowsily. I don't have one anymore. Stop that. He said. Nobody believes what they read in the tabloids. Nobody except you. She agreed. She looked straight at him. He couldn't argue with that, but it hurts here. He jingled the chain in his pocket. I told the staff we were engaged. What for? She has coldly tried not to let helpless flutter of excitement show. They wouldn't let me into ICU any other way. You were there until they ran 20 tests and patched you up when they first brought you in here. I wasn't going to be kept out. 
So we can tell people we're engaged when we get to Jacobsville too. <laughs> he said he flush that would shut up any costume. You don't need to sacrifice yourself on my behalf, she said with a hint of her own spirit. I won't be around long anyway. These guts can be covered up with makeup when my ribs heal and the bruises fade. I'll have a movie to finish when Joe Harper gets back in the country. Move close. I did a stupid thing, he said thirsty. Two stupid things. I gave in to temptation. Then I believe what I read in the tabloids. You wouldn't be here if it wasn't for me. You called to ask me to get Rory back, but didn't you? She nodded without looking at him. He jingled the chain in his pocket again. He hadn't apologized in years. He told me how you felt in the beginning. He told me how you felt in the beginning. She said happily, I didn't listen. I pushed you into what happened, Cash. I don't even know why I did it. Does anybody blame it's me? He's got Roy said you were going to keep the baby. She turned her face away. Where are letting him see the wetness? None of that matters anymore. <laughs> But it did. You're all the pain that radiated from the only thing that does matter is getting you back on your feet, he said. Keeping you safe until we have to, to testify at Santa's trial. I've been expecting a call from my mother, she said. Oh, guess Sam hasn't gotten in touch with her yet. She'll blame me for his being in jail. No doubt, he agreed. The FBI is looking into the possibility that she conspired with him to do it. They find enough evidence they'll charge her with conspiracy and she'll go to trial too. Kidnapping is a federal offense. I didn't think of that, she said. There's still a man at large too. Yes, that's why you have to go to Texas with me. Jed will be around, or I will, all the time. You won't be vulnerable. This is what he thought. Christina Bell won't mind having me around after all the business with Judd. She worked. Christina Bell and Judd are like two little kids in a candy shop since they married. Especially since the twins came. He <laughs> said, they won't mind. Nobody's jealous of you anymore. She sighed once and wanted to pull her in. How do you know? How do you like living in such a small town? Yes, you were like a duck out of water when I was there. Yes, I'm not sure. First, I did it for a joke. <laughs> My cousin Chet needed help and talked me into it. I was sure that I'd ate every minute, but I was tired of cybercrime and sick of my life. He sighed. I've been an outsider in Jacobsville ever since, but the job is interesting. Very eyed, never boring. It feels as like if I'm really doing some good. Cornered the market on drug violations. Apparently, Chet didn't want to make any waves, so he turned a blind eye some of the high-level dealings. I call on the DEA and start shaking out bars. You'll make enemies. We've got plenty already, thanks. We've got an acting mayor and at least two city council members. He would bring firewood if they offered to burn me at the stake. <laughs> he pulled up a chair and said, Now, what if I keep a secretary? I might give in another year. <laughs> You need to look for a woman who isn't afraid of snakes and doesn't throw things back at you, she pointed out. That would be a change. She rubbed her fingers over her mouth. I'm so dry. He got up, poured water in a glass, lifted her head so that she could sip it. I never knew how good water was until today, she said with a husky broken lap. He eased her head back down and put the water glass on her side down. You've got guts. Train yourself for worry with the stuff legends. You'd have done the same thing I did. She played closer. Sure, but I'd have had a K-bar in my boot and, high, and a hide gun in my an ankle holster. He retorted. My ankles are too thin for a holster. I noticed. She chipped it for a few seconds. I had to ask for something else for pain. She went, I'm afraid to go to sleep. 
I think I'm going to. He moved his chair closer and caught her slender fingers. And I'll be right here, he said in his deep voice company. Go to sleep. She tried to smile, but she couldn't quite remember how. She sighed and drifted off. Smell of potatoes and chicken brought her wide awake. Cash was moving metal covers on a tray that he positioned on the sliding table. Sliding table. For hospital food, this doesn't look half bad. He mused, glancing at her. You have ice cream for dessert, too. She struggled to reach the button that would raise the head of the bed. He did it for her and moved the side tray over her leg. You need to go and get something to eat, too, she told him. I just did while you were sleeping. You're going to have to be in here for several days, he said. The doctor said, we'd take it one day at a time and see how you do. Then I'm taking you to Texas. Those stitches come out before you leave the hospital, but you still need to check up down the line. He's referring you to a friend of his in San Antonio. He's going to consult with him on your prognosis. How did you arrange that? I just asked. She shook her head. You're amazing. I hated the idea of flying you back up here for your two-week checkup. It's too risky right now. Okay. No argument. He means, I'm too tired. Eat your supper. He handed her a fork. She ran a long, slow breath. Began to eat. She wasn't really hungry, but it was good food. I got in touch with Joe Harper. He had not telling her that it had taken several international phone calls and even a couple of threats. Chase the man down. He's running to a hitch in the film he's working on, so it will be at least three months before he's back in the country. He said not to worry about your insurance. He'll pay what it takes. He'll pay what it doesn't. As an advance against your salary. He added. Joe almost cried. Thank God she whispered. I was so worried. Don't let that chicken go to waste, he said. I had it down in the cafeteria. It's good. She lifted another fork with her mouth. It's an Italian dish. I can make it myself when I have time. Or you can make barbecue. She lifted her eyes to say, Yes, he can. How did she know? He told me. He told me. He's quite a boy. I think so, too. I told him he can come out and stay with me, too. As soon as school's out. She says, I don't know. I'll probably be back at work then. Probably not. It's just a barely April. Joe won't be back until July. Or even August. She sighed. Finished her cheek. I thought you didn't like ties. I'm not wearing one, am I? You know what I mean? Cross my long leg out over the other. You can watch the political process up close. He said it basically. Kevin Bounder is running against one of our oldest state senators for the Democratic nomination. The primary's first Tuesday in May. Shaping up to be a very hot race. <laughs> I don't know much about politics. You'll have fun learning, he said with a gentle smile. Think so? She opened her eyes. You didn't eat your sweet peas, he pointed out. I hate sweet peas. Vegetables are good for you. My mother was. Only vegetables I like are good for me, she corrected. She spooned ice cream into her mouth. Chewing was uncomfortable. She had some bruises along with the cuts on her face, but the ice cream just melted on her tongue. We have an ice cream parlor in Jacobsville, he said. They sell every flavor under the sun. I'm partial to strawberry. That's my favorite, too. She finished and put the cup wooden spoon back on the tray. Grandma seen when she should Roberta, he asked. She nodded. Leaned back and kissed I wish I had a gun in five minutes along with Sam. She said, honestly, to my credit, I did try one of those roundhouse kicks when he found out he couldn't get any money for me. I even managed to block his first punch. 
And he grabbed that bottle and I lost ground. I'd love to show him how it feels so uh, to, to bruise ribs in a concussion. He's got a nice bowl of wound. He told her, You got shot? Yes, he did. I slipped. Or did he have more than a bullet wound? <laughs> Her lips parted. She stared at him wide eyed. You got me out. That's what the FBI agent meant when he said that they had some interference. You came after me? Yes, he was. I didn't have a lot of faith in the agents they signed to your case. They were sitting in your apartment with Rory waiting for a phone call that might never have come. Drag Stanton and his cronies down with a little help from a former colleague. <laughs> I wondered. She said, I couldn't get anybody to tell me what happened. They didn't know. He said, Emily, since there's no evidence to conduct, connect me to the shooting. The feds and I have an agreement. I cleared my presence with a higher-up who owed me a favor. He ran interference for me when the police and the other government agents. At any rate, I don't want the complication involved in, in admitting I was the shooter. Could cause a scandal and never really impact my reputation as police chief in Jacobsville. Oh, so we're all pretending that Sam shot himself, and he was too drunk to see where the shot came from. He said, lean back in the chair. Luckily, Sam is still be standing at all. Luckily, Sam to still be standing at all after what he did to you. He was very angry. She called you. Did he force himself on you? He was too busy hitting me to think about sex. She sat on one of his fans tried to stop him, to his credit, but Sam was out of control. Been using something. I don't know what. His eyes were glazed and he was higher than I kite. Which man tried to stop him, yes. He had blonde hair, she remember that's all I remember. The one who who was arrested with him was blonde. One got away. Third kid one, I think. Maybe you should believe. My mother has a lot to answer for. She said, if I were vindictive enough, I'd get the tabloids a story they'd never forget. You never get it over. You never get over it either, he said. Don't even be tempted. She looked over and was at her. They can do much more damage to me than they've already done. His face I was stupid enough to believe them, he replied. Most of this is my fault. She shook her head. Things just happened, she said heavenly. My mother was behind. My mother was behind this. I know she was. She already phoned me and made threats. I didn't believe she'd risk her own son for money. Silly me. Has she always been an alcoholic? She nodded. All my life, I was calling bail bondsmen when I was eight to get her out of jail. She'd been arrested for solicitating, for public drunkenness, for DUI, for theft, you name it. There was a charge. She latched onto one man after another to get money to support us, but eventually she stayed drunk too much even to do that. Had a paper route to buy my school clothes. She was, there was, that was before Sam came to live with us. He's a loser. If there ever was one, he said coldly. Don't I know it? My mother thinks differently. There's no account for taste. She laughed drowsily. That's what I always say. She closed her eyes. I'm so tired. You've been through a lot. Too much. You won't let Rory get hurt? She asked only. You know me better than that. She did. You might not want Tippy for life, but he was already fond of Rory. He wouldn't let the kidnappers get the boy again. 
You don't think they'll make Bond, do you? Yes, not if I can help it. He sure to. What he didn't say was that the, sometimes a judge could be coaxed into believing a suspect and setting a reasonable bond. If Stan could find a way, he'd get out. And if he did, he'd make a beeline for the woman who put him in jail. He'd have nothing to lose. Cash was going to have his work cut out for him, keeping Tippy and Murray safe. But he was going to. He wasn't going to let anything happen to either one of them ever again. End of chapter 8.